Apple December quarter preview, stable iPhone, focus on iPhone 10, and services. This is Gene Munster. Apple reports December 16 results on January 31st. We continue to be positive on the Apple story, given our thoughts on the iPhone 10 and the features we expect to advance Apple's lead in AR-enabled devices. We expect Apple's December 16 quarter and the March 17 guide to largely be a positive event based on our belief that March 17th guidance is in line with the street and will imply iPhone unit growth of about 7% year-over-year, up from an expected growth of 4% in December 2016. This would suggest that the tail of the iPhone 7 is stronger than last year's iPhone 6S. More importantly, March 17th guidance should give investors confidence that they can think forward to the iPhone 10 in the fall, an OLED AR-enabled phone, which should return iPhone to a more predictable 5-8% unit growth. We'll talk more about expectations for iPhone 10 later. iPhone December 16 units. For December 16th, we're expecting 78 million iPhones, a 4% year-over-year increase. Based on our checks throughout the December quarter, we believe iPhone reached supply-demand equilibrium in the U.S. the second week of December, which is much later than the iPhone 6S, which was at supply-demand equilibrium late in October of 2015. Outside of the U.S., supply has neared equilibrium. On Apple's September earnings call, Tim Cook suggested that the December guidance assumes iPhone may not reach supply-demand equilibrium in December 16, stating, quote, I wouldn't say iPhone will be at equilibrium at this point because the underlying demand looks extremely strong on both products, but particularly the iPhone 7 Plus versus our forecast going into the product launch, end quote. December 16th guidance did not factor iPhone at equilibrium, and demand was, quote, extremely strong, and we believe that the iPhone, in fact, did reach equilibrium in the U.S. and near equilibrium internationally. So we now expect a stronger iPhone number than what we had previously expected, which was previously 77 million. iPhone 7 March 17 guidance, the comps become our ally. We expect guidance for March 17th quarter to imply iPhone units of 56 to 57 million, which would imply 9 to 11% year-over-year growth compared to street expectations of up around 7%. Apple does not guide for the iPhone specifically, but we back into the iPhone guidance from the revenue guide commentary around ASPs on the call. The rebound in the iPhone is partially attributed to features of the iPhone 7 Plus, for example, the portrait effect, and partly due to the easy comps. In December 15th, iPhone unit growth was flat year over year, down 16% in March 16th and down 15% in June 16th. These easy comps should allow the iPhone to grow in the 5 to 12% range going into the iPhone 10 launch, likely in September of 2017. Services momentum continues. For December 16th, we expect services, which is about 13% of revenue, to grow 23 to 25% year over year compared to 24% in the September quarter. On January 5th, Apple announced that the App Store developers had earned over $20 billion in 2016, up 40% year over year. Assuming a 30% revenue share implies App Store gross sales of $78 million per day in 2016. Separately, 
Apple released New Year's Day App Store sales of $240 million, above our $100 million expectation. We estimate that the App Store accounts for more than 65% of Apple's services revenue. Given the significance of the App Store to Apple's services business, coupled with this announcement, we believe services revenue growth in 2016 may be closer to 20% year-over-year. In 2016, App Store numbers and the New Year's Day App Store sales underscore how quickly Apple is becoming a services business. We previously shared our thoughts on Apple reinventing itself as a services business, which you can check that other note out. In short, the transition to a services company is important as new platforms like AR and VR emerge and transform Apple's existing mobile device business. Gross margin. We expect December 16th gross margin of 39% compared to guidance of 38 to 38.5%. There are two positives and one negative factor impacting margins. On the positive side, higher than expected demand for the iPhone 7 Plus with higher storage configurations results in higher gross profit. Second, services strength, which carries close to a 60% gross margin, also increases our confidence on margin upside. These two positives are partially offset by iPhone hardware uh, margin, which includes displays, and the dual camera, which have caused margins to drift slightly lower. And lastly, expectations for iPhone 10. We expect an OLED screen, wireless charging, this is a step they're already doing with the Apple Watch, dual lens camera on both the smaller and larger models, a possible dedicated processor capable of 3D modeling and real-time 3D image processing, more sophisticated proximity sensors, the iPhone 10 may be the iPhone model we've discovered that removes the home button using haptic feedback for button presses on the display itself for home button functions. This will enable edge-to-edge display for the iPhone without a bezel. We see the iPhone 10 as Apple doubling down on AR and extending its lead among AR-capable devices. iPhone is already significantly ahead of Google's Tangle platform in terms of units shipped, and we expect it to remain out in front for the foreseeable future setting Apple up for a long-term success in the AR world.